You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. We're missing a person at the round table today. Uh, and I was talking to Steve just a few minutes ago and we can't even come up with a really good explanation. But uh, Mr. Weber is out uh, doctoring his cracked ribs and, um, you know... I guess I guess his best story is you should have seen the other guy. You should have seen the other guy. Yeah, but uh, you know, with that being said, we're glad to have Steve in as always. He's the numero uno and uh, started the show. Gosh, we're going on sixteen years at least, maybe yeah. more. I don't know. Been a long time, but today Steve and I are going to talk about Steve is is a tour. You could be a tour guide on most of these uh, tours these days. Well, we've done... Brenda and I have put on three big national tours. Uh, and to me, that's the most fun part of the hobby. But they're starting starting to come back. Uh, you're starting to see the tours come again, like they were la- the, before the COVID stuff. And uh, we've done one earlier... Uh, called the Cabin Fever Tour. It's a bunch of people from the Deep South and a bunch of people from Michigan, Indiana, Illinois. When they want to get out, they guys in the South sponsor a week-long tour for them. It's not a big one, but it's a it's kind of an interesting, uh, an eclectic collection of different cars. Hmm. Uh, anywhere from me and my little cheap Model T all the way up to, you know, half a million dollar cars like Stevens Duriers and, and a few of these other big monster cars that, that you see. It's kind of funny. It was in South Georgia this year, and, and uh, we went to some interesting places. Usually the national tours or a, if you will, a, a, a week-long tour – you do about 100 miles a day, out and back. Some of them are progressive, where you move from place to place, which is kind of difficult when you think about it. It's checking out of the hotel in the morning, going and seeing the stuff, checking back into the hotel. And the thing is, when you're, when you're doing things like that, for example, in my trailer, I've got all kinds of tools, equipment, and stuff if I need it, if I need it. But when you're doing a progressive tour, you don't have that stuff. So if you have a problem, it becomes a challenge uh, to do those kind of things. And I I guess it's a challenge, too, leaving your trailer somewhere, isn't it? Uh, Usually you end up back where you started, but you you go 100-mile circles a day. But you, uh, uh, you end up... Say it starts on Monday, and you leave Monday morning, and then Tuesday you're here, Wednesday you're here, and uh, Thursday night you're back where you started, and out and back from there. So you're gone four days, usually. Um, 
but and you know most of the places are are uh, uh, when you select the place, you have to take into account for four trailers, especially if it's a brassier car, uh, and that's what this one was. It was a, a, a brassier car, and. Uh, when you're doing a progressive, it sounded uh, the first thing that came in mind to me was who builds a campfire each night? <laughs> uh, Hampton Inn. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, it, it's a, it's kind of fun. It, it it's a challenge. They're kind of a challenge to 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 do these kind of uh, tours where you go and move from place to place. Um, one of the stops we made is a guy I've known for a long time. Um, he has a restaurant down in Cairo, Georgia, called The Big Chick. <laughs> and anyway, there's a couple of them down in that area anyway. And he has three big, long buildings filled with antique cars, uh, memorabilia, and he was really into to fire stuff. So, so uh, he built a... a uh, about a 1910 to 20 firehouse hmm. and has the old pumper and the pole and all that kind of stuff in there. Wayne Haddon is quite, a, quite an interesting guy uh, with uh, doing this stuff. And it, it, you end up seeing things like that. And there's a lot of things that you do that I like on tours. You get to see things that you never knew were there or ever have access to. Hmm. So yeah, it, it, it's I I really in, enjoy the tours and and uh, the brass car tours are the most challenging nineteen fifteen and older stuff because again like when we did the the uh, reliability tour in '08, Brenda and I did at Chattanooga, uh, we had about one hundred and twenty five cars, so that's two hundred and fifty at least two hundred and fifty to three hundred people. That you had, and that's not counting the people that are involved in putting on this tour. So you have to move, feed, and house all of these people. And if it's 125, you're going to have to deal with 125 car uh, trucks and tow vehicles. It's a big accomplishment to pull <laughs> this thing off. And, it really and is. probably 200 or 300 opinions. Uh, well. Yeah, it's different. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and 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 uh, AACA. We'll get to VMCCA in a little bit, but the the AACA have a a uh, an award that they pick for the best tour of the year, and Brent and I were fortunate enough to win it that year. Uh, we had some some pretty cool places we went. The uh, I'm not a big fan of rubber chicken. Banquets, opening or closing. <laughs> I don't like them. I, I think they're annoying. So, so uh, uh, this kind of a, this is a t- itinerary sort of a thing. Sunday night, when everybody got in about seven thirty or so, we had an ice we had an ice cream social. I, f- I figured you'd have a pizza social. No, no food. No food. But we had uh, uh, RC cola and moon pies and, moon pies. and peanuts. Ah, and we had a friend of uh, one of the guys putting on this tour had a daughter who was in the the uh, uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, orchestra, city orchestra. So they came and played a whole bunch of nineteen, tw- you know, if you will, twenties and older song, which was cool. 
And then we had an opening breakfast. Um, and that's where you go out through all of the stuff that's going to happen and all this. And just typical that day, uh, that was carousel day. And there's a guy now, and this was a long time ago now, 14 years ago, has, there's a place in Chattanooga, or was, now I don't know if the man is even still alive, but it was called Horsin' Around, and he built, or had a carousel horse carving school. Hmm. And what you do is you would buy an extremely rough dot mold of a, of a carousel horse. Mm-hmm. And he and you would pick the creature you wanted to make. You could do lions, you could do anything you swans. Most of people did horses though. And he had a a um, laser image of this horse. And he would, you had to call him and tell him you're coming in. He had a big barn. They were all on wheel things. And he'd roll it in and he'd get the laser and set it up where you, and the laser would give you the outline of where your carving was going to be in sort of a three-dimensional thing. So you could carve your own horse. Hmm. Yeah, and finish it. Yeah, it is. It was really cool. And then in Chattanooga at this park downtown, they have the... uh, uh, a, a carousel, and all of the animals on this carousel were done at Horsin' Around Carving School. But the carving school is not big, of course. You know, it's not a huge. You're going to fit 300 people in there. So we had to split the group in half, and half went to the carousel and went to the park after breakfast. Half went to Horsin' Around. We met together in this big cafeteria for lunch, and then switched, and then we got back at night. You know, this this is one thing that uh, I love about your stories and, and hearing about it because, you know, if if I were just to go up there, or the normal person was just to go up there, you, you would you, know it would even exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah. how how neat it is to go and oh. and you're going with your friends and after absolutely you, after you've been there, you can come and chat about. Well, did you see this? Did you yep. see that? And boy, that was neat. And yeah, you know. it is. It's fabulous. And then. That same night, I think we've had Jeff on the radio show. Jeff Mall, whose great grandfather did the great race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, back then he had just started doing a a uh, one man show about uh, his great grandfather. Uh, he met and listened to all the stories about the New York to Paris race <clears throat> from real from his grandfather. So he would come out and introduce himself and then walk behind the the uh, uh, a screen and put a duster on, and he would become his great-grandfather and tell the story. Mm. And we had over 500 people wanted to hear this. But here's the funny part. We had to have a, a um, lavalier mic... And progressed to, back in the Chattanooga Choo Choo in the back is a, used to be the train something or other, and and for, and it was an ice skating rink and then all of this stuff and that's where we had the chairs set up and 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 all of this, but we're that afternoon Jeff and I were setting up to do all this stuff, and and uh, the lavalier mic croaked. So I went, the, the lady's the last name was Nolan, who was the, 
the uh, convention person at Chattanooga Choo Choo, and I said, you know, this thing, do you have? He said, no, we, we, we need that kind of stuff. We rent it from a AV place. So I started calling this guy, wanted, you know, some 400, 300, 200, and I was running out of the list because I, I didn't have that kind of money. And, and, uh, and we had to have it because you couldn't hear him in this monster building. So I got down towards the end, and I called this guy up, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm, we're doing a thing about antique cars racing from New York to Paris in 1908. And our, and our wireless lavalier mic died. And, and we really need one desperately. And he said, oh, yeah, well, if you're in that kind of trouble, how about a couple hundred bucks? I said, well, you know, this is, we don't have, I don't have that kind of money. I said, I'll tell you what I'll do, though. I'll bring over two cases of RC Cola and four cases of Moon Pies and a box of peanuts. He said, mm-hmm. you will, huh? Yeah. He said, you got a deal. Come and get it. <laughs> so we saved our bacon with moon pies and RC cola. I'm sure that's uh, happened more than once. I'm sure it has. But but uh, uh, he did a great job. And and uh, uh, one of the surprises was he wanted a ton of money to do this show. And I met him at Philadelphia at the AACA convention. Matter of fact, we were right across the aisle from each other. And I kept trying to tell, oh, I want $1,000. I want this. I want this. I want this. No, no, no. We can't afford to do that. And and uh, I said, what if I could get you a Thomas Flyer to sit in to tell your great-grandfather's story? Because that's what they drove, is a Thomas Flyer. He said, you could do that? And I said, yeah, I can do that. Because Carol Coker from Chattanooga had seven flyers. And I said, well, I was afraid to ask him. So getting about 60 days before this was all going to happen... I said, Harold, wouldn't it be great if we could get Jeff a Thomas to sit in and tell his great grandfather's story? And he and and if you ever met Harold, but he was a typical Southern gentleman, he thought of it and he goes, Yeah, yeah, Steve, I like it, I'll do it. And his son found out they were doing another flyer. And if you want to see a car, go ahead and, and, and take a look at the Thomas Flyer that went across around the world. Uh, it had like wooden fenders that they could take off and use for things to to drive on if there was no road and all of this crazy kind of stuff. And they were making a replica. They were making one, and they made the wooden fenders. And I didn't even know this was going to happen till the day it did happen. Uh, uh, Corky and 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 Harold painted this car white, made it an exact replica. Uh, almost exact replica of, of the car that went around the world. He had his guy come in that does his lettering and stuff for Coker Tire and letter it exactly the way the car looked. The paint, the red paint, the lettering wasn't even dry when they pushed it in. And that was just one of the coolest things I remember right. happening. Well, And that was a surprise to me. I didn't know that was going to happen. How cool was that? Oh, yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to have to take our first break. You're listening to America's Web Radio and the classic car show with the Honorable, Honorable. Mr. <laughs> Steve Ronaldo. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the classic car show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. 
I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, former four-time Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Vietnam veteran. As a board member, I'd like to talk to you about Warriors to Citizen, a nonprofit organization that helps American heroes, soldiers, police, fire, EMT, and their families recover from the psychological harm caused by career-induced stress. Over the last 20 years, broken relationships have been a major causal factor for the highest document divorce rate and resulting suicides in this population. This program, from Warriors to Citizen, is delivered free to families by professionals, all whom served in uniform and understand the needs to be addressed. I ask for your support. So please, go to our website, warriorstocitizen.org, and find out how you can help, either by making a donation or sharing this information with an American hero that you may know. And thank you. Just want to uh, remind everybody, when you call J.C. Taylor Insurance to talk about insuring your car or cars, be sure and tell them that you heard about it on America's Web Radio and uh, that you personally heard their first and probably be their last client, Steve Ronaldo, talking about (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mr. Uh, Wallace. Mr. Wallace. Uh, but please tell them that you heard about it on America's Web Radio. Check out their prices, and you'll find that you can't beat J.C. Taylor Insurance. Okay, let's get back to the show. And, you know, with uh, I can see Brenda, your wife, doing this. I can't exactly see you doing this. But, okay, so you're going on a tour that you've been on a number of times. And let me oh, let me ask this. On each tour, do you have a different set of friends, or do you find that most people that are friends at one tour go to the next tour? It depends. Uh, that, that That's a good good question, because and I'll pick AACA, because that's the one I'm the most familiar with, and maybe even Horseless Carriage, but that's very specific. Uh, Horseless Carriage is ni- always 1915 and older. So that's a smaller group of people to choose from. Uh, but AACA, for example, uh, has the Reliability Tour, which is 1915 and, and older. And then they have the Vintage Tour, which starts and uh, goes up through Model A. And then they have uh, another tour, because I can't think of the name of it, goes from Model A... Uh, up through an, another era, and then they then they have the um, uh, uh, founders tour, which is anything twenty five years old and older. And then there's the one that Earl's tour that goes for up to fifty seven. 
like a Chrome. Anyway, Chrome car. So a lot of people tend to like one kind of car. I like all of them. So I have a car that fits each of these separate categories. So uh, um, we do as many, and it's kind of interesting when you go. You the, to answer your question, if you go to a founders tour, which is anything twenty five. 1932 to 25 years old and older, you'll see a lot of the people over and over again who they like 55 Chevys, you know, or they like they like GTOs. You see that that that's their thing. That's their cars. And then when you go to the sentimental tours, you'll see the guys who like a lot of the. Uh, after World War II stuff, 49 Fords, 55 Chevys, the big Finn Plymouths, everything up to 57. Uh, and that's their interest and stuff. And, of course, the brass car people uh, that do 15 and older. And then that uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the vintage tour group. <coughs> and then there's the granddaddy tour, which I, I think is the Glidden tour. Uh, and the Glidden Tour is co-sponsored by AACA and VMCCA, the Vintage Motor Car Club of America, every other year. Uh, the Reliability is the oldest ongoing tour. Uh, the, the Glidden Tour is the second ongoing one, and that's everything up to World War II. And, and uh, uh, that's probably the main public tour of the year. And then, and and there are there are private tours like there's the Red Rocks tour and there's the Transcon, but those are invitation only and and those are for the 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 big the big he- the heavy hitters who have big cars and do stuff. Okay, so you're planning on a <coughs> tour. You and Brenda are planning on a tour, uh, and like I started the conversation with, I can't see you necessarily doing it, but I can certainly see Brenda doing it. Do you all contact friends, say on the uh, on the Glidden tour that you generally a lot meet of times, there. yeah, a lot of times we do. I say, are you guys going? Well, you know, oh yeah, we'll see you up there and this kind of stuff. And and uh, uh, you, t- I guess you see, there are people like like us who have the cars for all the different eras, but then there are people who only specifically want muscle car era stuff. That's what they want. Um, so yeah, and then some of them, some of the the tours that that you go on, uh, like the the uh, horses carriage club, which is fifteen and older, and the reliability tour, uh, they would like you to dress in period. So like she she has all those big bonnets with the feather the feathers and the flowers ties under and those long dresses and those button up shoes and all this stuff <laughs> and I'll wear pleated pants shirts without collars and suspenders and one of those you know the little cap things <laughs> and it, it sounds silly but no it, that's neat it adds a ton to these tours especially the brass car tours when we're out and you say you have a hundred brass cars brass era cars and you pull into a little town, and this is all prearranged. A lot of times, they will let the kids out of school, and they probably have the brass band going. And they, yeah, and they come and they talk to you and learn about the cars. That's great. Yeah, uh, and and if you have the outfit on, um, 
then, then you know, uh, uh, it adds a lot to when you're going to do that. So oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it really is. And these little, these little small towns, you know, they'll they they open up for you, and you park fifty, hundred, whatever it is, on the main street, and they restaurants. You usually have lunch there. Uh, if they have a community college, a bunch of times, and the 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 community college has a a. a culinary department they'll cook lunch for us they'll have they'll have a very nice lunch that the students have made for you well, you know i i have a question you know we do a lot of veteran shows and uh, as a veteran yourself uh but i can see going on one of these tours and i ask this question of of all the interviews that we do veteran interviews have you ever known one veteran that can tell one story only when you get a group together like that. And I can see it being the same way with, with your tours. When you get together with a bunch of people that have a common interest, I bet there you can't name oh, one person Evans, that... Evans, <laughs> Evans, no. They got about Evans, 400 no. stories each. When when uh, I was doing the youth judging program uh, with Tabitha from, from Haggerty, uh, what we would do is we'd get young kids and we'd go from from line up some people, especially the most interesting cars at a national meet, and and we'd take these kids to these cars and have have them rate the cars and the the owner would talk about the history of the car and the thing that made this last the longest was the owner he wouldn't be quiet it was <laughs> we were there, he would tell this whole story Winding them up yeah <laughs> the whole story and these kids are just and kind of funny uh i remember one we were we were in in um stowe vermont at a national meet and and uh, uh they were doing I, what are, it's Hot Wheels races. They had built a ramp and stuff. And we had some kids about 12 years old, and I was talking, are you going to come? Oh, yeah, I'll come for a while, but, you know, we're going to do Hot Wheel races. It's, you know, it's much more much more fun than listening to old people talk about their cars. And these kids wouldn't leave. And they came up to me afterwards, these two, three boys, and said, this was way cooler than Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me, I want to interrupt again in that, Again, with the veteran shows that we do, I I get on all veterans that they should get their kids, depending on how old the veteran is and how old the kids are, or their grandkids, and put them on their knees and tell them about their service and why they serve the flag and their country. Because today, our public schools and our history books are missing more than they got in them. Yep. And uh, yeah. I I think same way with the, with the car hobby that every grandfather out there that's in a and they do and they should talk about their cars. Yes. And they do most Good. of them. Good. That's great because they you know you are a history book and so are your friends that are in the in the yeah. hobby. Yeah. We're, we're 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 caretakers of these things. We pass them that, on. That's a great word. That, that's perfect. Caretaker. Yeah, we're caretaker. But see, we have physical things that gives us a more advantage than a veteran. A veteran doesn't have physical things. Sure. I'm not passing on a box of ham and lima beans to a kid. <laughs> you know. K rations? Yeah, no, C rations. Or C rations. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, and and so we expose the, the the younger kids and even college kids 
And we've had a lot of colleges on talking about this stuff, and it's a great hot job. I mean, there's people are crying for people to learn to do this stuff. Uh, you know that this is what's going to keep this thing going. And and one of the things, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but I get back to the tour stuff. Is I I don't like when I'm not fond of these cars. The little tuner cars. This kid get these little Hondas and put that muffler on it, and and have these real wild paint jobs, and and make them go like holy hell. These little cars. They're the antique car people of tomorrow. We shouldn't criticize them. Our parents, my parents, criticized us with hot rods, open wheel roadsters and coupes of the thirties. Uh, I remember my father saying, you're going to hang around with your hot rod hoodlums and polish your carburetors again? Is that where you're going? <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, but, but this, this is, those kids are the future. Those are the ones that are eventually going to grow into the muscle cars and maybe continue on down. Brass cars I don't worry about much because the first is always going to be there. First is first. So, but it's the cars from the '30s and the and the and the '40s and the '50s that <laughs> you know they they were just regular passenger cars, most of them, and, and that's the hard bunch. And not too exciting in, in a lot of them. No, no, they weren't. They weren't. But but the tours expose you, and and we have friends. Here's a perfect example. I I am. Um, Friends with the third generation of this family. She was the first uh, female president of AACA, Janet was, and hmm. Janet Ricketts. And her husband, John, and I were very good friends. Matter of fact, kind of a funny, goofy story, but it, at the convention, they, uh, AACA convention, they always had what they call the first lady breakfast. And, and, um, when she was president, how could they have the first lady's breakfast? So John said, I'm going to have the first lady's breakfast. So he and I dressed up in drag, and we were the hostesses <laughs> of the first lady's breakfast. And it was really funny. They all talk about doing stupid stuff like that. But uh, anyway, I, this is this hobby has been more than a hobby to me. It's been a huge integral part of, of our lives uh, doing this stuff. And I and the tours are great because you get to go places and see things and drive your car. I mean, <clears throat> when, you, when you're on a tour like we were out west on Route 66, going over the mountains in, in Arizona and Nevada, and you get up in these high mountains, you turn around and look back, and you see a, a whole string of 100 brass-era cars behind you in this absolutely beautiful picture. You know, it's just too cool. It just really is something to see. Well, you know, you and Brenda are blessed that you both enjoy it. And yes, very uh, much so, yeah. There are a lot of, lot of wives that wouldn't go for it and uh, a lot of them won't even try the husbands yeah. can't get their 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 ladies to even try sure these cars are uncomfortable well that's okay we've been snowed on we've been rained on <laughs> the la- that that tour that we were just on uh the Tolmans had their model t and it was a horribly windy day and we're going 40 miles an hour 
wind blowing 20 to 30 miles an hour, it actually blew the windshield out of the mounts on a Model T. It was so strong. He caught it, and we put it back together. But, I mean, he was right in front of us, and he pulled right over, and he he caught the windshield. Wow. And we put it back in. I mean, you know. Things happen. With that that story, we got to take a break. (laughs) We'll be back in just a moment. Hello. My name is Colonel Retired Rick White, the United States Army veteran, and I'm the director of the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. I would like to encourage all Georgia veterans to consider being nominated to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. If you are a Georgia veteran, and the Georgia veteran's definition is you were either born in this state or you lived in the state 10 years or you raised your right hand and joined the military in the state of Georgia, you are considered a Georgia veteran. For further information, go to your website at www.gmvhof.org. Or you can contact me at 678-427-0915. Nominations need to be in by the last Friday in August each year. Again, if you're a Georgia veteran or you're a friend or family member of a Georgia veteran, living or deceased, please consider nominating that veteran to this highly noble and rare Hall of Fame for our great state. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value. Uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride, call J C Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com. And again, when you call J C Taylor, be sure and mention the fact that you were listening to the Classic Car Show and heard about them. And if you're in the classic car hobby, you've already heard about them. Now it's time to act and uh, go to them and get your insurance. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show. And Steve... I can't speak for everybody that's listening, but it, this is a pleasure listening to you, and I know I know you pretty well, and you'll probably not believe this, but uh, the excitement that's in your voice talking about tours and the fun you have on them, and I mean, it, it, you can see it on the radio. You can see it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I, I'm. Well, you know, you is, can tell it, whether somebody's happy or not. It, I I grew up doing this stuff, and and um, if you have kids or grandkids, taking them on an antique car tour, like I said, you get to see things that the public can't see, and you go to things that that you never knew were there, and then when you see these things, you go, "Whoa, that was amazing." Down in the middle of Georgia, there's a a Southern Bell Telephone Museum. It takes you a couple hours to go through this stuff. Hmm. And you you look at this like, you know, you and I are old enough to remember party lines and all of this kind of stuff, you know. Pay phones. Pay phones, yeah. Had a a nickel, then a dime, and then a quarter. Uh, But 
you know, you get to see things, and, and you expose your 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 youngsters to not just cars, but to the history of, of what things happen. And, you know, I picked cotton yeah, <laughs> in Alabama. Uh, went went to the gone to a top and even driven up to some of the uh, top to some of the big mountains. Uh, did Pikes Peak? Drove up the top of Pikes Peak. That was pretty thrilling with no oh, guardrails yeah. and stuff. And and uh, you and and they it's just just you get to do and see things that you read about or when you're watching a history program on television it's well, I'd like to do that and you go to like Boston and they have a uh, walk you you park your car at Finial Hall parking lot and the police will be there to guard them and you have a day and they have different things to go see and you have a whole day and you're not rushed you can go see Paul Revere's house and you can go see the USS Constitution and this and that we do all this kind of stuff that that's available and it fits every category of car so if you it, it you know and you, everybody thinks of old antique car tours as model A car no there's there's like the one we're going to we're leaving Sunday to go on the VMCCA uh, Chrome Glidden tour and it's for when Chrome started and if I remember right I think Chrome plating was started in 1932 and I'm not 100% sure about that. But cars that had chrome, big chrome, remember the big chrome bumpers and chrome on the side and chrome everywhere. That's what this is for. Uh, so, and and I talked to, what, uh, Max, right? Oh, yeah, Maxfield. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have a hundred and, I think he said a hundred and four cars and 280 people for a week and we're going to be in in Alcoa, Tennessee and Alcoa was named for Aluminum the Aluminum Company of America Hmm. that was where they started we're going to they've arranged for us to go to uh, where's the place where the atomic bomb was in Tennessee what's that called where the what was where the atomic bomb in Tennessee yeah where they did all that stuff where they did the atomic research and you know go and one day is sort of a goofy day we're going over to uh Pigeon Forge and if you've ever been there that's <laughs> oh yeah Dolly yeah Dal Dollywood and all of this kind of stuff so we're it, it's not just history wait stuff wait a second when are you going to Jack Daniels I don't know but I've been there a bunch of times yeah. you know where Jack Daniels distribute uh, distillery is mm-hmm. uh you can't drink there it's a dry county you cannot drink at Jack Daniels. They they give you the taste, you know, they have a tasting room yeah. and they give you a thimbleful. <laughs> and and but you can't there. Be, I think it's Jack Daniels or the other one. Maybe it's the other one. One is uh, the black one, black label. Yeah. I I get them mixed up. But anyway, we're one of the two big ones that it's a dry county and you can't you can't drink there. So it's kind of, but we'll, I'm sure we'll be doing that kind of stuff too. So you go to these places and and plus you get fun to drive your old car and 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 do stuff. You know, car shows are nice. Don't get me wrong, but given the choice of attending a tour or going to a car show, even though I'm on AACA National Awards, Mr. Moskowitz is if he's listening, will probably say, eh, "Well, we'll fix you." <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, uh, you know, the tours are the most fun, and if you talk to people in the hobby. Most 
most everybody will agree with you. And uh, if Jim were here, I know that he would say this uh, because he said it a hundred times on the show over the years that your wife, Brenda, puts together the most fantastic picture books. We've got hundreds of them we've done. And uh, she does her own photography. Yeah. yeah, they're just beautiful, and you flip through the pages, and you sort of... You remember. You when you look back sure. at them, you say, oh, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, and if you're a novice like I am, you just drool and wish. But yeah, yeah, it, 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 the tours the tours are, are fun. I'm looking forward. I've never done this Chrome Glidden tour. Hmm. So this is the first time for me uh, uh, doing a VMCCA. You know, back in, what, 50... 54, 56, and 57, I think that was the Battle of the Chrome. Like, Chrysler out-chromed everybody, I think. And uh, Now, Buick Limited was supposedly had the most chrome on it uh, of any car, a Buick Limited. That's <laughs> the thing that had that big chrome panel on the side that looked like the side of a spaceship. I don't oh. remember that. Oh, yeah, they weren't. There were many of them. Uh, a huh. friend of ours, Charlie Adams, restored one. And this is a long time ago, and his chrome plating bill was as much as his house was worth. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but, huge, huge. Yeah, the chrome, chrome, chrome era. Yeah, I mean they were they, uh, and uh, you know that's you when you add your braces on on your teeth as a kid. You'd say uh, you look like a Chrysler, a Chrysler grill, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're taking the '56 Thunderbird. I got to go. I'm almost done cleaning it up, getting it ready to go, because uh, that's definitely a, a, a chrome era car with that pastel blue and all that mm-hmm. stuff. That's that fits right in with that. But anyway, you know, if, if you if you are listening, do do a tour. Um, join one of the big clubs. It can be... See, they all do it. Model A Club has an annual tour. The Vintage Chevrolet Club has a vintage tour. Even the Franklin Club has a vintage tour. Whatever you're into, there is an annual tour. Uh, uh, at least one that's available. And and uh, try it once, and you'll you'll end up, for the most part, you'll, you'll get hooked on it. We have a friend, real good friend... Oh, I'm not doing that. Seems like stupid to drive around for a week. He went on one with me and said, this is some of the best time I've ever had. Plus, you're forced to meet people. You know, you sit around and sit in the lobby of the hotel, and they have usually a hospitality room, and you sit there and BS, and you meet some of the most interesting people. Like one of the guys designs the winches that are used on the America's Cup yachts. Wow. Yeah, that's his job. He designs those those winches. Who would, you know, you get to meet some of the most interesting people that have had some fabulous jobs and lived all around the world and done stuff. Uh, so it, it's really it's really a lot. And, it, and like anything else, it, it's what you make it, you know. In, in like the one that's coming up in November, I'm on I'm on the the committee, and they're gonna they're gonna do an Andy Griffith. A Mayberry tour. Mayberry. They are. And and we're going to be... And stay. who's playing Don? Uh, well, they wanted they wanted me to be Don Knotts, but I changed, and I'm going to be Gomer Pyle. <laughs> so, golly! 
<laughs> so I'm going to uh, – and they're, we're going to have a little skit and have some fun with, with that kind of stuff. Uh, so, going up to Mayberry? Yeah, we're going to be staying in Mount Airy. Mount Airy? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, stay, and we're, we're going to go to – I can't remember the name where he did And you're that. doing this in November? November, Isn't yeah. Isn't that sort of risky? Nah. Uh, it, it, you, you, that place where, where Barney would go and get that horrible pork chop sandwich I've had mm-hmm. one it is just awful <laughs> and last time we were there it's kind of a big kind of a tourist place they have a museum and in, in, uh, oh what not Ellie Mae what, what was uh, Andy Griffith's girl, girlfriend's name oh I can't remember I know but, but anyway uh, uh, no I had it I, I had you Beth life. something Beth wasn't it no I don't know but anyway she came and we were in the, in the Andy Griffith Museum, and and uh, uh, what's what's her name came in. I'm sorry, I can't remember. So they announced it, that she's here and going to be taking pictures and signing autographs. And I just thought I'd let you know she still doesn't have a last name, so she never had a last name yeah. on the program. And and uh, so you know, those are the things you remember the goofy things like that, the fun things. And about Andy Griffith, he had a big Model A collection. Hmm. We used to go, Brenda's college roommate, uh, her husband and family would go to the Outer Banks every year. And there's a little strip outlet mall. So I took the ladies over there, and I'm sitting there, and in comes this Model A. So I said, well, I, what do I care about outlet malls? So I said, I'm going to walk over and talk to the guy. And it was Andy Griffith. Hmm. He lived in the the one down from from uh, um, Kitty Hawk, where the island that Kitty Hawk is on. But anyway, so, you know, those are the things that happen, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, anyhow, let's sort of leave the tours. By all means, give it a try. It's so much more fun than sitting behind your car in a lawn chair on a 95-degree day. And a guy comes over, and you have a 55 Chevy, and, and you're sitting behind there, and this guy comes up. Oh, my grandfather had a had a Chrysler just like that. <laughs> okay, but it was red, not black like yours. <laughs> uh, but the tours are so much more fun. So they get a little dirty. Who cares? They're cars. Now, let's talk a little bit about the other half of the hobby is National Meets. Uh, and these are AACA Meets. I'm not familiar with judging in any other sport, and I personally believe that the AACA judging system is the most equitable in the hobby. You Now, I'm not saying it's the best. The Mark Clubs, for example, the Thunderbird Club, when they have their national meet, it's about two-seat Thunderbirds. And these guys know everything there is to know about these cars. But it's very precise, like Corvette. If you get a Bloomington Gold Corvette or any of these other Corvette Restorers Club stuff, uh, they know about Corvettes. But when you go to a, a AACA National Meet, you have to judge cars anywhere from an 1890s car up to a 1990s car. So the system that they use is based on four categories, interior, exterior, chassis, and engine compartment, each carrying 100 points, and and uh, uh, the proof of proof of perf of... of, of Originality is on the owner. So if you go, you have to prove that this paint color was originally offered or that this car had this option. And AACA judging is, I, I, I like what they do. I've done it. I'm on the national awards. I've done it over two, almost, two, almost 250 meets. Um, 
they uh, um, they have a statement in the beginning of the judge's manual that says cars are to be evaluated something like this. I may miss miss a word or two. Are evaluated as if they were brand new on the dealership floor with only factory factory authorized accessories installed that's what your goal is a brand new car that only had what the factory of not what the dealer could put on only what the factory and you have to prove if they ask you a question so uh if you have so if you have an odd accessory on a car and let's face it especially in the 50s there was some goofy stuff record players ashless ashtrays automatic cigarette lighters there's a lot of nutty stuff that was done in the 50s and your job is to prove to the judging team that that this is original now and and a lot and you know it it's simple like you know uh, if the car came with bias ply tires, it has to have bias ply tires, not radials. Uh, it doesn't have to be the exact make or whatever, but they have to be whatever size and stuff that were on there. So you have a team captain, and if one of the judges comes up and says, "You know, I don't, I don't think that these cars had had." Oh, I think we're done. Uh, no, we still have backup, but uh, we just lost power, folks. So I guess we're going to put the plug in the jug, Steve. I don't <laughs> know how long we'll be going out, but who knows what the hell. They're, well, well, it's trying to come back. Um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, weird things happen on Saturday morning sometimes. Um Anyway, you've been listening to America's Web Radio, and uh, we appreciate it, the Classic Car Show. And be sure and tell your friends and neighbors about the Classic Car Show. And if you've got a question for Steve, send it to gm at America's Web Radio, and we'll get you an answer on the next show. Steve, thanks. I enjoyed this. This was fun. Okay, we're back on. We the power back. has returned. Or uh, we hope. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we were talking about judging, and, and in order to judge or participate in an AACA national meet, you have to be an AACA member. There are a ton of classes. There are a ton of classes. Um, so you aren't going to be, and you don't compete against the other car. So you bring your car to a national meet and you look at, oh my God, look at that car. Oh, I'll never do It's a point system. And there are several different categories. It's your points. 
to get like and I'll tell you what just happened anyway in a little bit but to get a first junior you have to score within 10 points of the highest point scoring car with a minimum score of 365 so for example like excessive dirt underneath well that's only a one point deduction uh, wrong radiator hose clamps, up to 10 points maximum. You know, so, so there's a lot of leeway that you can get. Plus, it adds value. It, you're building a resume for your automobile if you ever decide you want to sell it. Uh, but uh, um, So you get a junior. You get a first junior. That's the winner, and everybody ties within 10. You get a second junior. Everybody ties within 10 points of the 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 next scoring segment and a third junior, which is everybody within ten points of the third lowest. But uh, so all this is up. So you 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 know it, it it's very equitable that way. And what's funny is that you know some guy has a problem with oh and and we'll just say holding a the ID plate on with a Phillips screw instead of a slotted screw. So he might take one point off. The next guy could care less, so he won't take any points off. So one and two point deductions are a lot of it is just you know what sort of what your special thing is. Is there any tour or competition that you know? And I don't mean to sound cynical or skeptical or whatever. But it's, you know, when I take my classic car to Joe's restoration and Joe does all the restoration and it may be under quote unquote my guidance, but, you know, Joe's doing it. I'm not doing it. Is there any any organization or any tour or any contest type thing that um, says you got to do the work? No. Just the owner. The owner, the the car, you're not evaluating the owner. You're evaluating the car. The owner has nothing to do with it. Okay. The owner is insignificant. And there's all kinds of stuff. See, I'm on national awards, and national awards at, an, at, at a big meet. Uh, we just had one. We were in Charlotte. And uh, uh, we go around, and we get assigned a group of classes. And we walk around and look for cars that just knock your socks off. We're not point judging. We don't look for the little minutia. We just look for it. Whoa, look at this thing. Like, I had muscle cars. And there were some of these cars are so restored and just, they looked like they just rolled them off the back of the transporter. And they just came out of original detail. These things are immaculate. They're just amazing. You've you got to be kidding me with this car. They even go as much as to to study where the 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 inspector on the assembly line would put his stamp. Hmm. Uh, uh, so, and those are the cars we we have national awards, and then and then back to the thing. You, then once you get your first junior, then you go to senior, and then it's within five points of the highest scoring car. There's no second senior, and then from there you 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 go to grand national. And it's two points. And then from there, you go to Grand National Senior, and that's the top scoring one. And then there's the Zenith Award, which is the best restoration of the year. The owner has nothing to do with it. 
The owner, it's, it's evaluate, evaluating the car. Well, the owner has a little bit to do with it, and and the size of the owner's checkbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you get to the big classes, the classics, nineteen, the big the big classics, Duesenbergs and Pierce Arrows and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bring money. Lots of money. <laughs> lots and lots of money. And and I think it's very equitable because. Uh, we don't, you know, the, one of the things is we don't sit in the car. We don't force you to start the car. The car is to be driven onto the show field. We don't check the lights. We don't check the tire pressure. We don't do any of this kind of stuff. It's strictly a visual inspection, strictly visual. Um, so I think it's very equitable. Uh, it may not be the most precise. Like I said, if you want to play, you go to the Model A Restorers Club and go to Fine Point Judging. Everything on that car cannot be reproduction, only OEM. And we, I know a guy, the little piece of glass that was the rearview mirror, beveled glass, and had Ford script on the back, $250 for about a... a, a Two by four piece of mirrored bevel glass because mm. it was four. When you start playing in those kind of categories, it, for example, I, I've talked to people who've done Model A's for Mark Model A Restorers Club, and they'll have seventy, eighty, ninety thousand, even more in a Model A Ford, and it's still only worth fifteen to twenty grand when it's done. But they want to win the Mark of Excellence or the Henry Ford Award. It's important to them. <clears throat> so anyway, you know, the, the meets are cool. If you're a car show guy and there's a national meet in your area, they're all over the country. Check the AACA website. Go and look and see what it's all about. Because I, I like I said, I personally believe it's the most equitable large judging system in the United States. Uh, I do. And there are classes for every kind of car except modified. There are no modified cars. Hmm. No hot rod stuff, no nothing. Eventually, that will probably come down the road, modified stuff. But there's uh, there's a lot of feelings, you know, uh, both sides of that question. Now, how many 30s cars did you have with the flames on them? <laughs> None. None? <laughs> you could, but if you wanted that and you were buying a Duesenberg... Or Asada Francini, you didn't buy like well, just pick Duesenberg. You didn't. There was never Duesenberg cars. You bought the chassis. Duesenberg made the chassis. You went to a coach builder. They built anybody you wanted. They had they had books that you looked at, and you could pick a body, or you went to one, and you could have it trimmed, the paint. And interior in any color you want. For example, uh, Clark Gable's automatic boat tail speedster is bright pumpkin orange with an orange interior on it with black and gray fenders. They were black fenders with gray accents. I hate to say this, but now I've got to turn the lights out. Oh. It's time to put the plug in the jug okay. and get out of here. Thank you, Steve. Sure. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.